Bill and Randy. Hello, Randy. Hey, wee willy winky. How are you? Wee willy. How did you know that? Yeah, uh, is that what your mummy used to call you? Yes. The, or was it wee, Willie's wee winky? It's just... Fuck you're talking. Take four. <laughs> let's do it again. No, no, no. Keep Willie going. Winky. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. All right. Uh, yes, it's uh, Randy's here. Uh, and uh, this is the Bill Show. How are you going, everybody? It's the Bill Show. And it's uh, what is it? It's uh, oh, the God, 19th of October. 19th of October. What, are, what number are we up to now? Uh, 285. Oh, I don't know. Or 284. <laughs> We all do this. No, 284. Yeah, we do this as a matter of habit now. It's in a trance. Yeah. I don't ever remember doing a show. It's 284, I, William. 284? Okay. All right. Well, folks, uh how was your how was your week? Everybody out there okay? How was the last two weeks? Everybody fine out there? We're okay. Australia come uh, Victoria, our state. Yeah. Comes out of lockdown on Thursday. And let's let's get the kids out of the yard. Go the kids, get out of the tent. Come on! Yes! There they are. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. And the, uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen. What, what's in the news, Bill? What's in the news? What's in the news? Let's let's just see, Randy. <laughs> yes, the past two weeks since our Fixed It and Post Orchestra, they're a fantastic rendition of a pulsating news theme. Yeah. That, give, that, that I absolutely love. And uh, this is some of the stuff that's been happening in Washington this week, straight from the Bill Show News Desk, where you get all your news and stuff. We have a news desk in Washington. I, yeah, I have a, yes, and I have a chair in my room. Wow. <laughs> and here's the new desk. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a key climate change policy designed to phase out fossil fuels will likely be cut from Democrats' upcoming reconciliation package due to the opposition of Joe Manchin, oh. the alleged Democrat, yeah, uh, who has reportedly refused to back the measure as negotiations over the bill continue even now. People are talking about the possibility that if if they don't pass something, my God, you know, you're going to lose the election. Uh, many analysts have floated the idea that Manchin has been uh, affected by the fossil fuel interests from Exxon. No. That have been ceaselessly lobbying the West Virginia no. senator. Some have crazily assumed that the West Virginia senator might have been unduly influenced by the five million two hundred eleven thousand one hundred and fifty-four dollars. I would be unduly Manchin, influenced by that too. That Mansion personally received from fossil fuel interests since two thousand and eleven. <laughs> My goodness, wouldn't sway you, would it? Not a nah, bit. Nah, nah. 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 However, in a news conference, Manchin denied that allegation. Uh, sure, the extra $154,000 I made from dividends from my coal company last year might hint that I'm some kind of, I don't know, corporate whore. <laughs> but that could not be further from the truth. The truth is, he said, I just hate children. <laughs> 
walking on my lawn, playing their shitty music. Let them try to dance to that hip-hop music during a global Armageddon. Fuck them. Little fuckers can eat my ass. The West Virginia senator then took out a cigarette. I'll be dead from arterial sclerosis or lung cancer in a couple of years. Till then, I'll be in a gated community, spending up big and waiting for my turn to go to Mars. <laughs> let, let those fuckers wade through floodwaters and find shade from heat waves while I'm getting drunk with William Shatner. <laughs> oh. The senator flicked his cigarette butt at reporters before stuffing a cheese pizza in his mouth and kicking a nearby small child into the street before getting into a chauffeur-driven ice cream truck. Mm. I, I don't, first of all, I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote that. I have no idea. What you were thinking or what you were drinking? It's a visual image that pleases me. (laughs) This is a visual image of Joe Manchin in this little ice cream truck. And a little bell. Playing Greensley. Just a little tinkling bell. And it says, corporate whore, corporate whore, corporate whore. Come on, kids. The corporate whore man's here. Yeah. I got money for a cone. Wrong kind of cone, I've been obviously doing a cone when I wrote it. Okay. Next on the hit parade in a related story, ladies and gentlemen. It is related. Oh. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, you're holding your mic. Is it's going to be stand-up time? Yeah, it's stand-up time. <sighs> In a related story, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Kristen Cinema has snapped into action during the negotiations of a key piece of legislation to save our planet Earth. Kristen Cinema has immediately gone to Paris. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yes. Paris. Not Glasgow. Paris, France. I knew, not Paris, Texas. I think it might be next on our agenda. The only place <laughs> where, this is actually the only place where irate citizens don't follow you into toilets to tell you what a corporate tool you are in person. That was the problem with Kristen. They wouldn't leave her alone over at the Denny's. Uh, protesters have been puzzled why the one-time Green Party candidate has been bought off by special interest to kill climate change legislation. Well, while Kristen's enjoying gay Paris, she should take a look at her luggage because we think that she has left her eternal soul home alone. Oh, no. Oh, there's a movie from that. It's like McAllister, eternal soul. God, I made my Kristen disappear. Uh, This just... (laughs) And I tell you, we got an interview with Kirsten Cinema's soul. Uh, let's have a look at an interview on Tuesday. Senator Cinema's tattered, beaten, bloody, immortal soul. Talk to reporters. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. Yes, <laughs> yes, that soul's in a lot of pain, Randy. <laughs> That soul's in a lot of pain. I don't know. I, uh, being devoured by Satan, even as we watch. Uh, oh, by the way, I did, I did have something just handed to me now. Uh, this just into the Bill Show news desk. Christian Cinnamon's soul was evidently smothered to death by an unknown intruder and his wacky friend, both believed to be coal company executives dressed as the wet bandits. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, no. I don't know. Did, who wrote this shit? That when asked to respond to the death of her immortal soul, Senator Cinema tossed back her blonde hair and said, never mind that, silly. Does this dress make my ass look big? <laughs> and, okay, that was a long trip to go absolutely nowhere, wasn't it? Meanwhile, the uh, world's angriest creamsicle, <laughs> the former commander in beef, had a meeting with the Borg Collective and uh, talked about a possible 2024 bid for president at an event in Iowa. There you go. We gather tonight, millions of Americans are realizing that Joe Biden and the radical left have brought our nation to the brink of ruin. There's never been anything like what has happened. After just nine months under Biden, Violent criminals and bloodthirsty gangs are taking over our streets. Illegal aliens and deadly drug cartels are taking over our borders. Inflation is taking over our economy. China's taking over our jobs. The Taliban has taken over Afghanistan. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. 40 years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Trump supporters voiced their solidarity with the ex-president. Yes, Randy, one of us, they're, they're all the Borg. They are all the Borg. They certainly are, Ollie. They certainly are. Uh, listen, just for the benefit of my own mental health. Too late. You know, it's gone now, man. <laughs> Why are we still listening to this asshole? Why? Why? Uh, I heard somebody ask with a straight face the other day that w- what Trump's economic policy was in 2024. I mean, what the fuck? Uh, it's like having a serious conversation about where Charles Manson and, and the son of Sam stands on import tariffs. It's just the stupidest thing. I like Norman Bates. I like his views on gun control. Yeah. And taxidermy uh, and taxidermy. Yeah. The fact that we are uh, actively considering this rather than dragging this all-American psycho hair McMuffin <laughs> fucking asshole to the nearest padded prison cell is concerned to members of the uh, world community. I, I can tell you that, Randy, uh, except I think a person who should be more concerned, and that man is Merrick Garland. And just for laughs, Randy... Why is it when we decide to investigate and prosecute this asshole, we point the same button-down friggin' guy who looks like he spent a few days mixing with his friends up in the Hamptons enjoying a sailing regatta and mixed drinks at the bar? First, we get Robert Mueller. They said he was untouchable, Randy. They said he was untouchable, but actually he only looked like Robert Speck if you dug him up from Forest Lawn and injected him with Prozac. Now, Merrick Garland. A man who I swear to God looks and sounds like that guy you see on the cover of a brochure for assisted living communities. <laughs> so he's definitely taking his time prosecuting the 45th president. When questioned, Garland clarified his position on the uh, Trump prosecution. Uh, and this is what he said, Randy. He said, uh, well, we'd like to get to it, said the former Supreme Court nominee. But on Tuesday, they take us up to the mall and I get to have a yogurt. 
And on Wednesday, there's a sing-along in the common room, and we get to make artwork out of macaroni and glue. Thursday, the grandkids are coming over for a visit. What would you say your name was again? He pulled the reporter to one side and said in a whispering voice, I'm actually Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> you want to come up to my room? I'll be Booth. <laughs> uh, Garland's office could not be reached for comment. And now from the uh, new segment that we have, Randy, which is devoted completely to Texas. We have a <laughs> We have a thing that's just devoted because the last three shows in a row, we've just done Texas. And so there's our theme for Texas. Yeehaw! Yes, that's our Texas theme. We're at the Texas desk, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Texas school officials tells teacher, this is this actually was on the news. This is actually on the yeah, news. Yeah, it right? was. I know. I'm, I'm no, I know. You know, you know where I'm headed. Uh, Texas school official tells teachers to offer opposing views to the Holocaust. <laughs> Top administrator with the Carroll Independent School District in South Lake, Texas, is under fire for advising teachers to present opposing viewpoints if they're going to provide books to their students about the Holocaust. <laughs> Gina Petty, who is the Carroll School District's uh, executive director of curriculum and instruction, made the remarks during a training session this Friday that was called in response to a parent's complaint about a fourth grade teacher who started teaching anti-racism in her classroom, because we don't want that in Texas. <laughs> well, they're the only state that have actually made uh, teaching uh, critical race theory illegal. It's illegal. It's but actually course, illegal. Critical race theory isn't actually taught in secondary schools. It, it just isn't. Um, no, it's just a, it's an umbrella that they put all of this. Yeah, no, it's 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 just trying to get, <laughs> trying to get the uh, the Borg agitated. It's a phony issue, but uh, evidently in Texas is not. Uh, Miss Petty said, "Just try to remember the concepts of House Bill three nine seven nine." Petty said in a recording taken secretly by a Carroll staff member, referring to a new Texas law that requires teachers to present multiple perspectives when discussing widely debated. <laughs> and currently controversial issues. And make sure that if you have a book on the Holocaust, that you have one that has an opposing uh, uh, other perspective. When asked if the Nazis didn't kill the Jews in 1945, who did? <laughs> she said, well, there are wide debates on the subject here in Texas. A lot of us here in the Lone Star State think it was a boating accident. <laughs> Oh, yes, the St. Louis. That's right, yeah. Yeah, six million people were uh, tripped in my kitchen. I don't know. That's how it happened. It's an opposing game. Yeah. Uh, and finally, ladies and gentlemen, it's, uh, it isn't only climate change legislation that will get the boot from Biden's slash Build Back Better Act. It's uh, pharma bankroll Democrats trying to kill drug pricing measures to make pharmaceuticals cheaper. They are the foot soldiers in the pharmaceutical industry's larger multi-decade campaign to seal off and rig America's alleged free market, which isn't free at all, of course, because drug manufacturers get to set any price they want. An example of which, according to the Washington Post reporter David Serrata, writing in The Guardian this week, is the good folks over at, and let's get the kids out of the tent here. Come on, the kids, wake up. 
Yeah, the good folks over here at Merck Pharmaceuticals. God love them, huh? Yeah, make it a better world. Thanks, kids. Whose business slogan is, bend over, America, this won't hurt much. <laughs> yes, the good folks at Merck have developed a COVID drug during the plague. Well, that's good. I mean, we, we all like that. Nobody is denying the incredible contribution the development of drugs have for COVID. But last week's news highlighted a problem of the current American healthcare system. Last week's news that pharmaceutical giant Merck is planning to charge Americans $712 a pill for a COVID drug that only costs $17.74 to produce and whose development was subsidized by, that's right, you guessed it, you, the guy who's going to be paying $712. The Defense Threat Reduction Agency, a division of the Department of Defense, provided more than $10 million of funding in 2013 and 2015 to Emory University uh, as research done by nonprofit Knowledge Ecology International has uh, as the nonprofit group Knowledge Ecology International has revealed today. The National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, part of the National Institutes of Health, also provided Emory with more than $19 million in additional grants. The new medicine cut the risk of hospitalization among critical trial participants with moderate or mild interest uh, illness in half and could have huge implications for the course of the coronavirus epidemic. So let's get this clear, okay? I know there hasn't been a joke for a while, but let's kind of get there, because this is a joke, it really is. Let's make it clear. Hmm. The United States of America is paying a drug company for every pill, $712 for a pill that was made for $17.75, which they helped make for $17.75. And Democrats, particularly Christian Cinema, who has taken tons of money from pharmaceutical company, doesn't mind the United States government paying $712 a pill, but gets up every fucking day to say that the Biden agenda is a waste of money. (laughs) You follow my logic here? I mean, the thing is, is that they're saying, oh, well, the, the health the health companies will pay for it. Yeah. Your health company, your health benefits will pay for the pill. Yeah. So don't yeah. worry well, about it. That's the reason that, you know, our drugs are under control. And, uh, and Canada's can, drugs are under control. And Canada's drugs are under control. Yeah. That's why you can go out and get these. And these, these fuckers are taking a play. They're taking advantage of it to hold you up. And the only people against this are two senators, Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin. Mm. And Manchin made over $5 million from fossil fuel companies and on the board of directors of a coal company. And Sinema has been taking hand over fist donations from the pharmaceutical companies. I don't know. I'm just an old country lawyer, but... <laughs> so, it's like uh, in- Bill, Bill... Bill, yeah. it's like insulin. That was developed for free, yeah. given to the world, and now somebody's bought the rights to insulin, and people are dying because they can't afford it. Yeah, yeah. In America. It, it, it's in, in America. America. Yeah. Um, and uh, listen. Uh, That's I, obscene. I, 
I think it's very important that we kind of realize the fact that your kid's future is being gut fucked. Your bank account is being gut fucked by two representatives who are crooked and bought. And nobody has yeah. the guts to come up to him and say, you know, you're just a piece of shit. You're just morally a piece of shit. And that's what bothers me about it. I mean, that's why I get so upset because it's immoral. It's, it's just immoral, you know, and uh, they're both Christians. They're both Christians. That's right. Yeah, they're Christians. They're yeah. Christians. For our final story before the break, ladies and gentlemen, I, 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 I got to say, you know, I, I get afraid of uh, different stories from all different sources. So I'm going through the news and I, I mean, I just finished doing a little research on climate change legislation, looking at scientific models, which I shouldn't do. And I, I was, I was really depressed. And then I picked up my phone and it had a feed headline that said, robot dogs now have assault rifles mounted on their backs. Of course. Yes. I got that one. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, here's the story. Ghost Robotics and Sword International have teamed up with a creator, create a rifle-doubting, toting robot dog <clears throat> called the Special Purpose Unmanned Rifle. We're adjusting it to make it more like a mammal. What's that acronym say? What's that acronym say? I don't know. Special it's purpose. Uh, special purpose. Mom. Yeah, special <laughs> purpose. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And this this dude over here, right? This dude over here. You know what he says? He says, um, "We're adjusting it to make more make it more like a mammal." <laughs> like when is oh, this dude, gone man. wrong? Right? <laughs> and you look at the pictures, and they're. Like if you saw RoboCop, that's it. <laughs> you know, yeah. you saw Terminator, that's it. Uh, um, evidently, uh, this is true. Early proto prototypes were considered. Here's the chairman of the board at the uh, last last meeting over at Ghost Robotics. Uh, here, have a, have a listen. You know, I have one simple request, and that is to have sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. Yeah, Randy, laser beams on their heads and sea bass. <laughs> I could behave. Help behave, yeah. What do you want from me? <laughs> it's like we're we're like on the verge of a planetary disaster. Uh, people are going at it left, right, and center. And just to assure everybody that we are going to terminate ourselves as a human race, we're we're exercising the Terminator option, which is good. So, you know, all right. Yeah. Eliminate all the possibilities of failure. And that is all I have. Uh, Bill, uh, it's it's a cornucopia of, of wonders. It is a cornucopia of wonders. And uh, now, listen, we're, we're going to be back after this short uh, uh, break. And yeah. that's when we have, Randy, what do you got for us today? You know what? Oh, uh, what oh I'm ranting. I'm, I've got some funny memes uh, uh, that I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, some of the stupid things people are saying and doing. Um, and then we are also going to look uh, in a bit more detail at the ridiculous South, like um, uh, um, episode with having uh, contrary views to the Holocaust. Oh, Where yeah. did those 12 oh, yeah. million people go? Yeah. We're digging deep, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be back after this message. Be right back here on Bill 
Rule Show with Randy. Don't make me be an I told you so again. You know, I was a young man of 59 when I started using the term slow-moving coup. And it pains me to have to report, it's still moving. A document came to light a few weeks ago called the Eastman Memo, which was basically a blueprint prepared for Trump on how he could steal the election after he lost it in November 2020. It outlined a plan for overturning the election by claiming that seven states actually had competing state slates of electors, which, while not even remotely true, would have given Mike Pence the excuse to throw out those states and thus hand the election to Trump. But, of course, the plan required election officials in those states to go along. Trump thought the ones who were Republican would. Most did not. And that's what he's been working on fixing ever since. No, not a good thing. Not a good thing. Fixing on... I'll finish. (laughs) Some presidents spend their post-presidency building homes for the poor or raising money for charity or painting their toes... Trump has spent his figuring out how to pull off the coup he couldn't pull off last time. Here's the easiest three predictions in the world. Trump will run in 2024. He will get the Republican nomination. And whatever happens on election night, the next day he will announce that he won. I've been saying ever since he lost, he's like a shark that's not gone, just gone out to sea. But actually, he's been quietly eating people this whole time. And by eating people, I mean he's been methodically purging the Republican Party of anyone who voted for his impeachment or doesn't agree that he's the rightful leader of the seven kingdoms. (laughs) Yes, we're going to need a bigger boat. There was a grand total of 10 Republican congressmen who voted to impeach Trump. And by 2024, even those will all be gone. One of them was Liz Cheney, arch-conservative, daughter of Darth Vader. (laughs) And yet now politically dead in Wyoming. Another of the 10 was Anthony Gonzalez. He's already bowed out for running for re-election because he can see opposing Trump means you have no chance. The other eight will either, like him, not run, or they'll get primaried by a Trumper, or they'll have a sudden epiphany about how, come to think of it, Trump did win that election. The purge is also at work in Republican legislatures, as several states are already in the process of changing election laws so that they, not nonpartisan election officials, are in charge of certifying the results. Two weeks after the 2020 election, Trump famously called the Republican in charge of elections in Georgia, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, and told him he just needed to find an additional 11,000 Trump votes. Raffensperger refused. But he's not going to be there next time. Of the 15 Republicans running for Secretary of State in the key battleground states, only two concede that Biden won that election. These are the people Trump is going to call on in 2024 when he's a few votes short, and these people are going to give it to him. So here's what's going to happen. 2022, the midterms. Republicans win big. Why? Because the out-of-power party always does in a country where the electorate can't think past, throw the bums out. So the Republicans take back the House, where disputed elections are decided, and the Speaker is Kevin McCarthy, 
a man with all the backbone of one of those inflatable tube men outside a car dealership. <laughs> Republicans will also have more key governors. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan all had Democratic governors who protected the vote in 2020, but they're all up for re-election in 22. At least two will lose. 2023, Trump announces his candidacy and starts having large rallies across the country, which become increasingly angry and threatening as Trump indulges his love for inciting violence. Knock the crap out of them. They'd be carried out on a stretcher, folks. Throw them the hell out. Like to punch him in the face. You know, I know the Hitler analogy is over the top in many ways. It is. I don't think Trump hates Jews. There are too many rich ones. <laughs> and I don't think committing genocide is in his future. But the mentality of how to take over a country is exactly the same. Play on this feeling of we have been cheated, robbed, betrayed, and now we're going to take it back. Two-thirds of Republicans believe the election was stolen. 21 million believe force is justified to restore Trump to office. A majority want to secede, whatever the hell that would entail. And yet, 2024 comes, and Democrats treat it as a normal election year. They are living in a dream world where their choice of candidate matters, their policies matter, the number of votes they get matters. None of it does. I won't even predict who the Democratic nominee will be, because it doesn't matter. It could be Biden. It could be Harris. It could be Amy Klobuchar. It could be Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> as long as they have a D by their name, they will be portrayed as the leader of the army of Satan. But even if they win, Trump won't accept it. But this time, his claims of illegal voting by immigrants or mail-in ballots coming in after the deadline or the system was hacked by Venezuela or whatever Giuliani comes up with on the fly. <laughs> they will be fully embraced by the stooges he's installing right now. December 16th, 2024. This is the day electors gather to vote for president. Arizona and Wisconsin both send a slate of bogus Trump electors setting up a showdown on January 6th and daring Kamala Harris to do what Trumpers wanted Mike Pence to do, throw out election results. The difference being, this time, those results really are phony. And this time, it's not just 600 diabetic Fox News junkies and a nut in a Viking helmet. <laughs> 10 million Trump voters have signed a pledge to come to Washington. Of course, nine and a half million flake. But half a million still show up, and they're heavily armed and incensed when Harris does what Mike Pence wouldn't. Demonstrations grow in the streets, the kind of Antifa versus Proud Boy violence we've seen in Portland erupts across the country. People are afraid to go out anywhere where their political tribe isn't in the majority, which hurts commerce. The stock market is spooked by the unrest and tumbles as Inauguration Day approaches. President Biden is under extraordinary pressure to do something to stop the coup before his authority over the military and the Justice Department evaporates at noon on January 20th. What happens when two presidential candidates show up on Inauguration Day, both expecting to be sworn in like a bad sitcom pilot? 
The ding-dongs who sacked the Capitol last year, that was like when Al-Qaeda tried to take down the World Trade Center the first time with a van. It was a joke. But the next time they came back with planes. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. Because it's time once again for Randy's Rant. And it's rant time, Randy. When I'm ranting. Oh, oh, God. I've got so many. What? Oh, God. You're ranting. I'm scared. Yeah. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. Mm. Uh, like they used to do at Universal Studios when the Jaws shark came yeah, out. That's right. Uh, that's exactly what it is. I'd like to back announce that last thing that uh, I. I uh, Bill Maher. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah, Bill Maher, man. Terrific. That, that you, that, there's not a joke in it. <laughs> it's absolutely true. <laughs> this, you know, I. I you heard it with me. It's 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 scary as hell. It is. Mm. Just yeah. If, if Trump is still alive, if Biden is still alive, I mean these guys are really old. They are. Um, they are. And uh, you know, one of them's addicted to uh, you know Adderall and um, <laughs> things like um, that. So uh, do you find it? Do you find it like uh, why is this guy still standing? You know, I mean, as I, you, you see what he eats, man, you know? It's like every other guy worth his salt would have a heart attack by now. I swear to God, you know? And uh, I keep waiting and nothing happens. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry, Randy's rant. Go ahead. Oh, no. Well, let's, it's okay, Bill. It's your show. No, you no, your no. Name no. Your rant. Go ahead. Your name is over the door. Your name is, okay. What do you got? For I've me? got some wonderful, wonderful uh, things which I gleaned, gleaned off the internet. One of them, a, a girl, a, a GOP candidate, I think from Maryland, right. named Kimberly Classic, decided to have a go um, on the 13th of October, uh, have a go at Joe Biden and his Build Back Better scheme. Oh, yeah. And she yeah. decided to put up a photo of, and she says, how's this for Build Back Better? And it was empty supermarket shelves. And... Uh, the thing is, is when you look at it closely, as did 544 people who retweeted it, the 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 shelves are from a Tesco in the UK. Yeah. So empty supermarket shelves are not they're not American. She just took a, a random shot off of Google and there she went. Now, another time that somebody had a go, and this is for Australia now, in Times Square. They have digital billboards that you can hire. Yeah, they did too. Yeah, yeah and an Australian yeah. Australian uh, comedian, uh, Dan Ilsick is his name, Ilick, sorry, raised enough money, $150,000 through crowdfunding to hire uh, 15 minutes worth of billboards, having a go at uh, Australia's uh, coal-fired prime minister, mm. uh, Colophile Dundee, goes to Glasgow because they're trying to get him to go there and yeah. uh, join the climate uh, change and, and bring about uh, uh, climate action sometime in the next hundred years. Yeah. He also had a go at the fact that uh, things like um, koalas will be extinct soon. You know, one of our, um, you know, iconic animals. So this chap and a lot of people 
that these were everywhere. Mm-hmm. He got more than $150,000 worth of, of um, publicity for these. Uh, Just and humiliating they were our prime minister. Just they humiliate. were brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, that's not climate denial. This is climate, climate denial. denial. I like yeah. it. But the problem <laughs> is, everyone in America knows who this fucker is. You know, it's Scott Morrison, you know? It's it like, doesn't but, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got back to us. It got back to us. It got back now, to us. Another, yeah. Okay. Now, I don't know what's going on in Fanta Face's head, um, <laughs> you know, um, Donald Trump, but... He claims that and this is what he said uh, just last week. Oh, the GOP will not vote, not vote <laughs> in the midterms or the 2024 election due to election fraud. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. I just the image thing is, is all, what, like, what, what, what like did you ent- say? Entire group of guys in suits at the Republican National Committee all in doing a spit take at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> What are you Fuck! Ryan Taylor Cohen, who I have a lot of respect for, he has yeah. a no lie. He said, Justin, Trump releases a statement saying Republicans will not be voting in 22 or 24 if Republicans, politicians don't solve what happened in 2020. Well, let them. Yeah. Let them secede. Think of all the welfare we'll save. Well, that's about all the time we have for this episode of The Bill Show. I'd like to thank all you folks for tuning in. And we, both Randy and I, will see you next time on the show. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.